Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. Hello and welcome, y'all. If you have a minute and wouldn't mind doing me a huge solid, head on over to Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description and leave me a five-star review. This helps rank the show higher so that it gets in front of more people and more people benefit. And if you know someone who could find this episode useful, go ahead and share it with them as well. The goal of this is that people like you get help and learn something. So please, by all means, share it. Sharing is the oxygen that really grows this fire to help more people. If you are on YouTube, go ahead and leave me a comment. That also helps me out in the algorithm. I appreciate you guys so hard for taking the time to listen. None of this is possible without you. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so we are recording Amy. Hello. So backstory for anyone watching or listening, Amy and I have known each other for like a decade. A long time. Uh, Still fabulous. Still killing it. We met when we were little wee babies at the University of Tampa. Um, Instantly knew she was going to be dope as hell, doing all these great things. Loved her. Probably as much as our professors hated having us in the same class. (laughs) Because we were the worst. Um, So, yeah. So, Amy, start with, like, what you're doing. Okay, so I am a chiropractor and a sports nutritionist up in the Cleveland area of Ohio. Um, And I run a practice with chiropractic, massage, and acupuncture. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Now, why chiropractic? Oh, gosh, that's always a loaded question. Um, Honestly, like, end of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was on, like, the traditional medical school path, applied to med school, got into med school, was, like, all that route. And then I just kind of realized that our society was very over-medicated, and we always went for the quick fix. And a lot of times we never got to the root of anyone's actual problem. We just was like, hey, here's pill A for problem B, and you're good to go. And a lot of times, like, that doesn't solve any problems. Um, So I looked into just some alternative options within healthcare, still kind of wanting to be in the healthcare field without wanting to be major medical. And I was actually seeing a chiropractor at the time because I was living this lush life and just paddle boarding too much. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Just living dream in Tampa. Exactly. (laughs) And she was like a young female awesome doctor. And she had just kind of said like, Hey, have you ever thought about chiropractic school? And I was like, no, actually, I don't know why I didn't, but, um, she kind of brought that to light for me. And I looked into it more, did some research on school, applied, got in, interviewed all that fun stuff. And honestly, like hands down the best decision I've ever made. 
um, for myself, not only like for my personal, but also for my future and just my lifestyle. It was kind of a surprise, but it worked out perfectly. So really exciting. And I never, I mean, like when I think about it all the time, I never thought I'd be where I'm at today, 10 years ago. Which is wild, right? So you decide like one door closes. So you're like, I don't want to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor just of chiropractic now. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. So when you say it like gives you the lifestyle that you want. So I, I feel like certain careers are kind of more geared towards people who are entrepreneurial. So like chiropractor, plumber, electrician, um, therapist, right? So doing like the private practice setting. It's kind of hard, like accountants, right? Can kind of do that. Um, when you talk about lifestyle, like what is your, what's your schedule? Like what, what's a normal day in the life of Dr. Amy Polgar? (laughs) So it depends. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be in a, a clinic with multiple doctors. So I have a little bit of flexibility. Um, but like today, for example, today's Tuesday. Um, Today, I woke up, went to the gym, got some stuff done, um, went and got a pedicure, and then got to the office around 11.30, 11.45, and we had office meetings from about 12 to about 2, so we go over the schedule, kind of goods and bads of the past week. It's kind of our reset nice. in office, um, and then I see patients from about 2.45 until about 6 at night. I come home, I hang out, I walk the dog, I eat dinner, and then I just kind of do me. So it's nice because that's a short day. That's a half day for me. Um, There are some days where I'm there pretty much 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. But then there are some, most Fridays, I'm walking out of the office about noon, um, which is really good. And honestly, the biggest thing I love about what I do is the flexibility and is being able to maintain the life I want and be able to have gym time. You know, traditional medical school, you're kind of a slave to the program for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, And life, living a life that I want and am proud of is really, really important to me because I have hobbies and I have family and like all that stuff's important. And you can't put a price tag on that type of stuff. And that's kind of what I realized going through school is that like quality of life is just as important as loving your career and making enough money. But at the end of the day, I'd rather be happier in life than just having a good job. You know, my little internal voice is like screaming at everything that you're saying. Like, yes, I had that conversation with a client today where she has a lot of family expectations on her for what they think she should do. And I said, is that worth giving up your life for? And she was just like, no. And yeah. I'm like, okay, then we need to learn how to create your own life and not live by other people's. Cause that's a, Oh, I could go on that tangent all day. That's a very high price to pay. And I feel um, like it's hard. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that mm-hmm. early in life. I feel like sometimes people realize that when they're 50 and they're like, Oh man, I just wasted 20 to 30 years of my life doing something that maybe I didn't have to do right. but because I fell into it or because I had expectations or because I was told I needed to and that just like breaks my heart it yes <laughs> I could die on I will die on this hill as a person and as a therapist like living your life for other people creates a cage and you never that's a bottomless pit that you never get out of so like what a lovely gift that not only do you get to do your own thing, you have people who you work with and support you who are sound like or similar to you, you're killing it. 
Thank you. <laughs> like Thank killing you. it. So you actually, I would love for you to talk about. So y'all, Amy did this thing where it was like a fitness cruise, and you got to go and speak. Please tell me about that because okay. my best life is getting paid to go on a cruise and talk. Yeah, right. Like best life, dream job. Um, it happened. So just through mutual networking and some people I knew from just honestly the Cleveland area, somehow word got out about me and what I do and kind of my background. And there's a cruise, it's not really a cruise line, it's a private company that charters cruise boats and puts on fitness cruises. And it's called Wad on the Waves. And it's kind of CrossFit based, but all athletes are invited and they have all sorts of different fitness, nutrition, lifestyle classes and seminars on board. But they reached out to me and were like, hey, you know, we have a lot of fitness and nutrition seminars going on. We're looking just some for some different stuff. Would you be interested in doing some sort of talk on chiropractic or on body work and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, sure. So, <laughs> yes. so, yeah, so they took me along and I did a seminar on um, like kind of like trendy mobility work. So cupping, rock tape, rock blading or grasden. Um, you know, a lot of people have seen it on Instagram, but don't really know what it's about. So I did a seminar on kind of all those things, all those tools in the toolbox to keep you mobile. Um, amazing experience, amazing cruise itself, amazing people on board. Um, it's cool because I went for fun and made amazing business connections, amazing life connections. Um, so again, like following what I love to do with fitness, but also tying it with, with work doesn't make it seem like work. Right. So it sounds like a big theme that I'm hearing then is the more that you step into what you're really aligned with, the more doors just open yes. easily. To oh you. yeah, absolutely. And like even... I will preach this all day, every day. And we just hired a couple of new doctors in the practice and I'm kind of helping them understand like marketing and networking and how to build your own practice. And I keep just hammering that like, you don't have to go set up a table at a farmer's market. You don't have to go set up a screening at some sort of health fair. Go do what you love to do. Make connections, wear a shirt with your, with your practice name on it. Talk about what you do. Like, yeah, like I can't tell you, I always joke with, um, Dr. Bob, one of the other doctors in the clinic, like he always gave me shit for getting my nails done a lot. Well, I had like half the nail salon coming in as patients. So guess what? <laughs> like, it works. So your girls right now, exactly. their nails done. Right. But it's like when you just love what you do, you don't have to sell yourself. You don't have to sell what you do. If you just talk positively about what you do in your business and people know you, like it just, you know, like I'm a big believer in what you think about comes about. So if you're just constantly doing that, the universe will give it all back to you and it just, it works itself out. So in my world, I can go out and play golf because I enjoy playing golf or I can go out and go to the gym because I genuinely enjoy going to the gym and all of a sudden people from the golf club come as new patients. People from the gym come and see me as a new patient and it's building my own success just by me being me. Who you are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I Love that. And I actually love that. Like, I think what Instagram and social media has done, and I think you do this really well, is use your platform to educate. So not only are you helping people that will never hire you because they're not in your area or, you know, whatever, but like 
you're just you're just helping people because you have the platform to do so and it's who you are like that's so genuine to who you are you're like i have this knowledge you don't have this knowledge but it'll help you let me educate you let me teach you like I'm just living for that space. And you have this dope life. You have a dope dog. Y'all, her dog's name is Luna. She's a fat lab, and I love her. She's wonderful. So My child. Right? Like, who needs children? Although, if you have children, like, good for you. Do you. Super happy with my dog, though. <laughs> um. So I know, so y'all, while Amy and I were in school, and you don't have to talk about this, Amy, if you don't want to. I just wanted to bring it up in case it was something you wanted to. Sure. So your mom passed when you were quite young. Yeah. Um, if you want to, again, you don't yeah. have to. Will you talk about your healing space with that and what that looked like for you? Yeah. So that was very shocking. Like my mom died of lung cancer, but it was... By the time she was diagnosed to the time she died was only like three weeks. So everyone asked like, oh, how'd your mom die? I'm like, well, she died of lung cancer. And when people hear that, they automatically think, oh, it was a year, two years, five years, a 10-year battle. No, I literally got a call that my mom was sick. And I was like, that's weird. I flew home thinking like, okay, she just needed some moral support. I was home for a week and she passed away. Then I was home for another week for the funeral. And then I packed my shit and went back to Tampa. And I was just in... I was living in this just blur of a life. You know, it's like when things are go, 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 you're running on such adrenaline that sometimes you don't even register what's happening. Um, And so it took me a long time to kind of self-heal. I did not go to therapy like right out of the gate. That really wasn't my thing. I probably should have. I think most of us should. But um, I was kind of dealing with it. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of dealing it with it on my own. Um, I was really busy with school and with friends and with traveling. And like, that was my own way of healing. And that was really good for me out of the gate. Um, But yeah, like, I went through the classic stages of grief. You know what I mean? You go through those stages. And then I still remember, it's funny that you say this, because I still remember going back to school and Rhonda Sturgill, our one of our professors was like, hey, like, take your time doing everything. You might just like wake up and have a bad day. Like, that's okay. Just let me know. You know, like you don't have to come to class, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh no, like I'm good. I'm fine. Like I've always been very strong. I've always had that hard outer shell. And like one morning I just woke up and was like, Nope, not getting out of bed today. Not doing it. And I was like, I never thought that would happen to me, but it did. And it's okay. You know, like when you're always the strong friend or the strong person or the strong whatever, like you think it's never going to happen to you. You think you don't need sympathy or empathy, but you do. And it's okay. And it's okay to feel like that. And I think that took me a long time to understand and like be okay with because I was just always not super emotional. I was always... You know what I mean? I was always ever in everyone else's support. So for the first time in my life, like I really needed support, but I didn't know how to ask for it yeah. because I didn't like asking for things. So it was nice when, you know, like my good family, my good friends like knew, like, I don't have to ask for it. Like, hey, like you get a pass on this, you know, and that type yeah. of stuff. So it took a long time. And honestly, my career path was determined a lot by my mom's passing. Um, again, I just realized like I want more out of life than just a career and just money and just, you know, these standards that society puts on us. I wanted to live my life because who knows when you're going to die, you know? So that whole, like, honestly, that year of my life was like, definitely not the best, but like the worst, but it all 
really set up the rest of my future, which it sounds weird saying this, but like, I'm grateful for, you know what I mean? Like, obviously I'm not grateful. My mom passed away, but I'm grateful that my path still went a good way versus the bad way. And I think that's what you just have to figure out when you have a big loss, whether it's a personal loss or, you know, like you just have to continue to look at the silver linings and figure it out with as much or as little help as you need. But like, it's okay to have help. And like, still, even to this day, like on her anniversary death, I'm like, okay, like sucks. But there'll be like a random Wednesday where I like lose my mind because I see something that reminds me of her. You know what I mean? So it's like, it just depends. It's all like, okay, you know? It's yes. And it is all okay. Oh, I love that you said that. Yeah. Um, And thank goodness Rhonda had the foresight, like what a maternal energy anyway, like shout out Rhonda Sturgill. Seriously. Love her. To to understand like, and to recognize that like you needed to hear that. Oh, for sure. Because if she wouldn't have said that, I honestly feel like like even on my worst days, I would have dragged myself to class and been sitting there in a terrible headspace, not paying attention when like, I didn't need that. I needed to be home or be out walking, like healing my own brain. Like I used to just go for mindless walks and I'd walk miles or go for runs. And I'm like, I don't even know where I ran, but here I am. You know what I mean? But it's like, sometimes you need someone to be like, it's okay. Yeah. You need someone to give you permission to heal if it's not something that you grew up with. Yeah. And I love that it's taken the journey that you've taken, I think is so incredible. Like you guys don't even know, like if you guys knew Amy in real life, you'd be like this chick is so hella dope like you are so funny you're so smart you're so caring you're such a good friend like 10 years on and I'm like let me interview you for my like yeah I love it loving it um something I tell people when they go through through a loss or something traumatic or overwhelming uh which side note is all trauma is by the way it's just something that overwhelms your ability to cope um I tell them that this will have its place in your story. Not that everything happens for a reason, because I think that can be very invalidating where you're like, my mom passed. And you're like, it happens for a reason. And you're like, fuck you, my mom passed. Like, yeah, exactly. No, like, there's no reason for that. But it does have its place in your story. And it's always up to us to create meaning around whatever that is. And some people, you know, for lack of resources or or education or whatever, like really get lost in their trauma. And that's why I say all the time too, like healing is a choice. It's not the easy choice, no, but it is a choice. And the other side of that choice is freedom, which is where you, you really get the space to say like, yeah, you know what? Today's a rough day. Like her anniversary of her passing and probably her birthday and mother's day are never going to be easy. Right. But you always have a choice to say, hey, self, you need a little extra care or love or attention, or maybe you just need to like loaf on the couch and do nothing for that day. And that's, if that's your healing journey, then that's your healing journey. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If you stay there, that can become (laughs) problematic. Not that it's wrong, it's problematic. It doesn't serve you. so tell me about how Ohio is right now. Like, so chiropractic care, obviously you're touching patients. Right. So what up coronavirus? If you guys are listening to this in the, in yeah. the distant future, the year is 2020. We have yes. coronavirus. It's, it's August 11th, 2020. Yeah. And this is like 10 years down the road. Hey, right. we hope this helps you. But like 2020 coronavirus. So you are touching clients. Like how has your business practices changed? Has coronavirus 
shifted perspective for you? Like what's happening? Um, so much. I mean, so from the perspective point, um, I actually think this is all one big blessing disguise, mostly for Americans, because I think it really comes down to the fact that your health is hands down one of the most important things that you can, that you're in control of, you know, not a hundred percent of your health, but a lot of your health, you're right. in control of it. Um, and so many people don't realize that until they have a health issue or it's too late. Right. So hopefully like, again, from my point of view, just as a physician, hopefully this sparks a little, fire under some people's butts to like, Hey, make some positive changes. Hey, you know, like I can't always just pop a pill or take a vaccination for a problem. Like I should prime my body as much as possible to take on the physical stress, the mental stress, the emotional stress, because as we all know, 2020 has been all of those things, (laughs) you know what I mean? Whether it's for the good or bad. Right. You know, so from the doctor standpoint, I hope it changes the American's health mindset. I don't think we have a healthy mindset. I think we have more of a sick care mentality. Um, You know, we don't do something. We only take care of ourselves as a response to something. You know, we only go to the gym after we've gained 10 pounds. We only take a pill after we have a headache. We don't prevent stuff for the most part. Again, not everyone's like that, but that's just the American mindset, unfortunately, when it comes to health and wellness. But from the practice point of view, obviously, like, we talk about it every day. Like, is this the new norm? I don't know, but we are like, I'm seeing anywhere from 150 to 200 patients a week. And, you know, I'm, I'm physically touching people, obviously washing my hands, sanitizing between each patient. We have totally different sanitization rules in the office, social distancing. Um, you know, at first we were really schedule conscious to make sure we didn't have too many people in the office. Luckily that really hasn't been an issue that we have to be too cautious with, but yeah, it's weird. I mean, Cleveland, Ohio, thank God it's summer. Otherwise, I think a lot of us would be suffering a lot more if we weren't able to get outside and, right. you know, just honestly see the sunshine because that's a big, big thing up north. Um, and vitamin D is so important to yeah. overall health. That, like, Oh, yeah. I was so worried when they had the shutdown rules because people are inside, scared out of their minds, which yeah. what does that do to your body? Hello. Yeah, it's Drinking, crazy. alcohol use is up, drug use is up, abuse domestic violence, like all those things wreak havoc on your body. And I'm just like, and I understand why they did it, right? Like they didn't understand, they did the best that they could with the knowledge that they had and, and all those things. But I think it's really shined a huge light on where Americans in general, right? Not everyone prioritize their health. Like one of my favorite quotes is, um, sooner or later, your health is your biggest priority. Yeah, that's so true. Eventually it will be. Yeah. So, yeah, taking care of yourself and doing the stuff that you need to, those people are tending to fare better. Like, if you're metabolically healthy, if you're, and, of course, people can't help every condition what they have. So, so like, don't at me, people who are like, you can't help scoliosis. Like, yeah, no, I understand that. Right. But you can do what you can do. Exactly. And I'm hoping that that has really changed. I hope it's changed for people who just do what you can do and then go see a doctor or a health professional for the yeah. rest. Yeah. At the end of the day, like your health is like everything. You can't, and you can't blame anybody else for it. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, sure, you can blame your parents for your genetics, but that's about it. Right. I know people on food stamps that are still bodybuilding because they prioritize what they buy and, you know, what they eat. And then we see some of the richest people in the world eat some of the shittiest food because that's their priority. Like, at the end of the day, yes, you're set up at a certain level, but your body is 100% on you for the rest of it. So take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. Like I heard someone say once, I can enjoy $20 in good health more than someone who's sick can enjoy $100,000. And I'm just like, that's so true. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That is a fact. That is so So, true. Speaking of what we do for bodies, what do you do, Amy Polgar, to take care of you? Well, um, (laughs) a little bit of everything. I'm like the queen of any trendy health wellness thing. (laughs) I've tried it. Trust me when I tell you. Y'all, she gets the IV drips. Tried it. I do. I do IVs, infusions. I used to do them very regularly, like around travel. Um, obviously I haven't been traveling, so I haven't, um, done one, but I actually did one after the weekend of the 4th of July. Cause I was feeling a little, little dehydrated and it's like li- liquid gold. Now that's uh, different than just like drinking water. What? Is it different than just like drinking water? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, water. yes and no. Like obviously when orally, when you take in fluids, you're absorbing so much like an IV is going right into your venous system, right into your blood system. You're absorbing all the vitamins and minerals much better because it's not going through your gut. A lot of our guts aren't working at 100%. So we're missing out on a lot of the stuff that we're even eating. So it's just a lot higher of a quality absorption rate for that type of stuff. Um, I mean, I get adjusted at least one to two times a week by one of the other docs in the office. Um, I do regular massage therapy, and that's something that I think is really important because a lot of us, again, as society thinks massage is a luxury, um, and it shouldn't be thought that way. It's very important to take care of your soft tissues and your muscles, um, so that's really important. I do acupuncture kind of as needed. Acupuncture has worked wonders for me in the past for anxiety a lot of anxiety issues, um, so that's been huge for me. Um, and pain, obviously, acupuncture can be great for pain and inflammation. And then, just like gym-wise, I used to competitively powerlift, so I still do a lot of bodybuilding and powerlifting. And I'm just like kind of a gym rat. <laughs> love it! I love that you yeah. do so many things. And it sounds like you really cultivated like a huge—not huge. That's not the right word. Like a very good work-life balance, where you like. Work when you work, and when you don't, you you don't. Right. Which is huge. Yeah, and it's taken a long time to get there. Where I was right out of school, um, my first chiropractic job was honestly miserable for me. It was like all rainbows and butterflies for the first couple months, and then after that, it just – I was working – like overworked and underpaid mm. isn't even touching the subject. Is so, right. yeah, and that was honestly one of the biggest – life-changing events for me was realizing like my physical health is suffering. I had gained a ton of weight. My mental health is suffering because I'm not doing things anymore that make me happy. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't hanging out with my friends. When I was hanging out with family and friends, I was just not a nice person, you know, because I was just stressed and exhausted and overworked. Um, And so that took a lot of balls to kind of up and quit that position But again, like if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So even though it took a big, you know, kind of a big kick in the butt, like 
it worked out. And I'm very lucky that it worked out. Um, I had a lot of faith in myself, so I kind of knew it was going to work out eventually. I just didn't know when. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think that's really important to have that balance because there are some nights I'm on our practices Instagram at 930 at night responding to messages. And that's just the Mm – that's. That's just, you know, that's just how it is, which is fine. But there's also some Fridays where I'm out of the office by 1145. I'm at the pool by noon. Love it. I mean, that's what, that's where I'm going to be for the next couple hours. And I'm turning my phone off. I'm, you know what I mean? So it's hard to find that balance. Um, A lot of us, especially a lot of us personality types will never find a perfect balance, but you have have to have some. Right. There is no perfect balance because all of those boundaries are fluid. Like sometimes your practice is, it's like having children, right? You do your best as two people who don't have children, but like I imagine with (laughs) parents, like do your best because you, there's a life that depends on you, which is not so different from a business. It depends on you to run. And sometimes it, it has to take more of your energy but if that's all you're doing is living for your business or for, you know, replace business with X, whatever you have to take care of, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you're not taking time to refill, to do things that you like to just shut it down sometimes, that's completely unsustainable. And it's so like, it is such an American toxic thing to be like hashtag hustle for life or like whatever the whatever they say like hashtag grind 24 7 like you're gonna grind yourself in an early grave friend like that's the only place you're gonna grind to yeah and it's crazy to me and I see so many people and you may see this I don't know who use work as an addiction to avoid dealing with their life and they're like oh I just work 24 7 and it's like you hate your life that's why yeah, it's sad, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to turn off sometimes, but mm-hmm. you got to force it or you just have to learn. And it, sometimes it takes a certain amount of time to get to that place. Like when I quit my other job, opened up a new practice and gave up everything to start from scratch, I was hustling for a long time. But now I'm also to the point where like, I'm still constantly working, but it's not, it's not to pay my bills. You know what I mean? It's more than that. Now I'm working to grow what I've already made and it's a little less stressful. So don't get me wrong. Like hustle is important. And I think everyone needs to do it at some point in their life to just understand the amount of hard work it can take to start something up and what it truly takes to have whatever your mindset of success is Mm -hmm. that you need to work hard for it. But there also comes a time where you need to enjoy that otherwise you're going to blink. And like my biggest fear is blinking, turning 60 and being like, holy moly, like where's my life? What did I do for my last 60 years? And now I'm old and not that that's old, but (laughs) now I'm old and you know, what am I going to do now? That like actually was one of the things that will always stick with me with my parents. They both Mm -hmm. worked their butts off for a long time and by the time that they were kind of able to enjoy it like they wanted to do a lot more traveling they wanted to buy certain things like my mom died and like that's my biggest fear you know what I mean like they just got into that point in life where their kids were out of out of college they didn't have to pay for our butts anymore you know they were really gonna live their lives and then my mom passed away and it's like shit like yeah you know like that's my biggest fear is a good example of that having its place in your story. Right. And I think we would be remiss to to also not acknowledge, like, it takes a certain amount of safety nets and privilege to be able to just, like, quit your job. Oh, and not know what you're going to do next. Like, Absolutely. that takes a certain amount 
of money. It takes the same amount of like safety. Yeah. Um, Things in order. Like I didn't just up and quit one day and walk out. I was like, okay, I have a feeling this is the way it's going. This is what I need to do for myself so that if I do decide to do this, like I'll be okay for two months or four months or six months, you know, and not everyone is privileged enough to do that. But I truly believe if you want it bad enough, you can figure it out, you know, and it might take some different resources. It might take you asking a parent, maybe that you don't want to ask to help you out for a little bit, but you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to be humble and try to figure it out if you really want it and just do it. Yeah. And something that I find is like given the right. So something that I do all the time is help people just figure out how to problem solve. So when you're in like stress mode and like grinding all the time and working a job that you hate, like that's extremely stressful. And so sometimes I'm just like, well, what would you, what would you do? It's my oven going off. (laughs) Like, what would you do? I thought it was a smoke detector. I was like, oh gosh. (laughs) No, I'm not cooking. So it's not the smoke detector, just the oven. Um, So I'm like, well, what would you, what do you think the next step is? And they'll say, I don't know. And I say, well, and I'm sure they hate when I do this, but I say, well, pretend you did know. What would you do? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, "Mm, try again. If you did know, and they'd be like, oh, well, I would do this. And I say, okay, let's say you did that. Then what? Then they're like, well, then I would do this. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And then what? And before you know it, we have the next five or six steps where before they just went, I don't know. Right. But instead of saying like, okay, well, self, like pretend I did know. What do I do? Oh, I have to, I have to apply for a new job. Okay. How do I do that? Uh, uh, I need to go where they have Wi-Fi so I can apply. Like, okay, go sit in a McDonald's parking lot. They have Wi-Fi. That's fine. Get a kid's meal. Um, actually, like, McDonald's, gross. Don't eat there. But they do have free Wi-Fi for anyone wondering. So, so yeah, like, being able to say these are the next, even if you don't know the whole staircase, right, you just take the next step, which will lead to the next to the next. And before you know it, you have a life that you don't, hopefully, don't hate or you right. don't hate as much, which is still a big improvement. Like, hating your life less is still great. Oh, that's definitely a win. And like, I always, I always think like, you just have to get through tomorrow. Mm. Just get through tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like when we like, I'm the worst at it. I just think like six years down the road, 10 years down the road, it's like, stop. Like just (laughs) get through tomorrow. Enjoy tomorrow. And then just get through the next day and the next day and the next day. And like, you'll blink and you know. And it's, it's six years down the road. So I, that's funny because I always think, um, like I have worked really hard to be in the present moment and living on a farm really helps because animals are always in the present moment. Like they don't, they're like future anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? So we actually have some swallows out here that just die every afternoon. They, there's like four or five of them. They just play. And I'm just like, I'm just going to sit and watch the birds. Cause if you're like me, like my brain 24 seven thinking of stuff, all the time planning. What do I need to do? How do I want to build this? Like, I think I name businesses in my head for fun. Like it's, it's whatever. It's what I do. Um, anyway, I'll tell you about what I would name a pawn shop after this. Cause it's good. Um, but animals are always like living in, in the, in the country has really been like slow the hell down. And I want to be my future self's best friend because I want to do things to get me to where I want to go, but also I'm not there yet. So why would I spend all my time there when today I can sit and I can hang out with my cat that's sleeping on my desk and my dog that's chilling in her bed and you who I'm interviewing, which is so cool. So yeah, just get through tomorrow and even better than that, get through today. Right. Get through today. 
Today is good. Finish the day strong. Like one of my favorite, it's not even a quote. I just like, this is like kind of my mantra is like, I'm just always chasing sunsets. I just want to chase today. You know, everyone's like, oh, I'm, everyone always says like, you want to like chase the morning. It's like, but for me, it's like, no, I want to, I want to finish my, the end of my day. Cause then if I go to bed and don't wake up, at least if I finish my day and I'm happy with that, if I don't wake up, like it is what it is. I, you know, I feel like that's totally morbid to say, but that's the truth. I never thought about that, but I love it. Yeah. Everyone's always like mornings, mornings, mornings. But I think like end of the day for me is like, if I can go to sleep at night knowing, you know, I did this or I didn't do that, or I'm a good person or I'm not a good person. Like, I don't know. My end of my day is my chasing sunsets. It's kind of like kind of what I base my life around. So do you have like a nighttime routine? Um, no, <laughs> really. Um, I like, I like getting into bed and just like hanging out. You know what I mean? I don't fall asleep very easily. I do a lot of like talking to myself at night, <laughs> problem solving in my head. Like, and what does Amy say to herself? Right. Oh God, you don't want to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, no, I don't really have a nightly routine. Um, I will openly admit I'm the worst when it comes to like shutting off my phone early. Everyone's like, you should put it away an hour before bed. Blah, blah, blah. I'm the worst. I'm yeah. the worst. I'm the worst. And morning, the first thing I do is grab my phone, go through my emails, check all <laughs> social media, and then get my ass out of bed. So do not take advice from me when it comes to that type of stuff. So um, Got it. No. My nighttime routine, you're going to laugh, is um, magnesium at night. It's a natural muscle relaxer. Helps love you it. sleep. Um, and then I use, like, a lavender pillow spray that I love. It's just, like, so okay. I total self-care total yes, 100% and like I'm not I used to be such a night owl I'm not a night owl like I do try to get into bed by like 10 ish um yeah I think like sleep's really important and if you don't sleep well there's something going on yes. you know behind closed also, doors it, it screws you oh 100% like, that's one of the things I focus most on is sleep because I'm like listen yeah that nope that's what we focus on first let's do that are we getting the pup hi pup you come out come on love you i just want to stand at the door yeah that's what she does she loves just racking up mom's energy bill (laughs) she's like mom i'm glad that you work so hard to pay for me yeah exactly it's pay for her best life so how has luna like getting a dog because this is something i experience a lot um how has getting a dog changed you? Oh, man. So definitely for the better, for the most part. Um, it's funny. I got her literally the day I – she's calling me right now. Um, the day I – I drove back from Florida on a Saturday when I moved back up here in 2016. I went and picked her up the next day. Um, wow. Honestly, it's really nice – It doesn't force me, but it's, I like routine. I've always had routine. So it's nice because it keeps me on a routine. Yeah. You know, not that I'm saying I would be going out late and not coming home and doing all this crazy stuff, but there's always that, okay, like I got to run home, feed the dog, let her out, blah, blah, blah. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it keeps you accountable for something. Yeah. And I'd rather be accountable for a dog than a human right now. So, um, it's like a good place to start. She's still alive, so you're exactly. doing exactly. Right. She's doing great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been. I mean, it's good. I don't know. I feel like it's also like 
you have a different caring side of you when you have pets or when you need to take care of something or someone, you know, it brings out a certain personality trait. Yeah. Agreed. So you've been doing chiropractic for four years? Yeah. What is one of the most like remarkable things that you have seen chiropractic do for people because back pain too and limited mobility is such an epidemic that I feel like people don't talk about but it causes you know better than I do it causes so many problems so like what was the the biggest turnarounds that you've had in patients obviously so one thing sticks out in my mind super recently because she's a patient that um, is newer to me and super interesting so she came to me with like severe low back pain classic you know that's what we see a lot of but she Mm -hmm. actually because she had such severe um like nerve damage she couldn't pee which is like really weird wow yeah like the nerve was just so inflamed that like it wasn't sending the right signals to the bladder to like allow her to go to the bathroom you know and she's my ish age late 20s early 30s um, you know, and she's scared out of her mind. She yeah. doesn't know why. She doesn't want to go the major medical route because she's just a little bit more holistic. And um, so that was really cool because she's for a while now been obviously going to the bathroom normally, very low pain. Um, granted, like I've had to co-treat with a neurosurgeon and with a physical therapist. But it's amazing to me to just see someone's personality change her lifestyle you know when a young girl comes in and isn't able to do something like that that you'd expect to only happen to the elderly population I mean she just like broke down she's like I don't know what's happening to me I'm so scared you know what I mean and it is it's scary especially when you don't know what's going on with your body so that's super cool um and then probably one of the other most significant things I worked with was a patient was having like she had like pretty much a constant migraine for like three months yeah oh my gosh and probably close to a quarter of a million dollars on all these tests all these specialists doctors I mean every test every blood panel every doctor in the books and up here in Cleveland obviously we have the Cleveland Clinic which is a huge hospital system very well known um, and UH which is another very well known one nobody could give her answers and her dad was a patient of mine and he was like why don't you just try like at this point who the heck cares just go try yeah and probably within three weeks um, within like probably the week we had at least broken the migraine cycle. She was still getting migraines regularly, but we finally broke that three month cycle. And within about six weeks to two months, she was migraine free. Not to say she was never going to not have a migraine again, but she hadn't had one for two or three weeks at a time, which is huge. Which is life changing. Yeah. And she had, so she had to like when all this was going on, she had to quit her job move back in with her parents. You know what I mean? Like people don't realize what pain can cause. Most people think it's an inconvenience. Right. Most people think, oh, it's just an inconvenience or, oh, I'm just miserable day to day. But like the severe side of it can wreck someone's entire life, especially like this patient of mine, the migraine patient was maybe 38, you know, 38 has to quit her job because she didn't have any more sick days and she was about to get fired and had to move back in with her parents at 38 because she was, didn't have a job and was nervous that she couldn't afford to pay bills. Like what, you know, so we talk a lot about, um, obviously 
the physical and emotional connection with pain because I tell a lot of my patients emotional connection can be one of the most underrated things that people aren't addressing that's causing their pain to be chronic or worsening or just not resolving in general. And I hate saying this, but there are some patients where I get them through a whole care plan and they're just not getting better. And it's sometimes you just want to tell them like, you need to go to therapy, you know, but a lot of times people think, well, Oh, you saying it's in my head. Are you crazy? It's like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I think there's a big emotional block for you. That's not allowing you to heal. And I, that's not my specialty. You know, it's your body. Like I, Oh yeah. Why it's this way. But it's one of the most frustrating things that I see that like your brain is physical. And so if your brain is not well, very obviously you're going to have physical symptoms, but so often, like, I'm sure you see this all the time. People, people who have chronic pain can't rate their pain appropriately because they just, they just learn to ignore it. So they're like, Oh, it's a three where if you and I were feeling it and it were a new sensation, we would be debilitated. Like 100% could not function, but they're like, Oh, this is my normal. So they're like, it's not that bad, but it is right. But physical, physical pain can absolutely cause mental health issues. And it's that exactly. Oh, shit, I can't say word. It can be made worse by mental health. Yes. How do you say it? Exacerbated. Exacerbated. Thank you. So I find a lot of time, actually, that people, if they ignore their mental health long enough, their body will shut them down. 100%. So they'll be so depressed or so traumatized that they've, they've never healed from those things or learn how to cope with them appropriately. They've just done the best they can forever. And their body's like, listen, it's too much. I I will force you to stop. So now you have back pain, you have, you have MS, you have chronic inflammation, you have gut problems, you have a goiter, right? Like what are those things like goiters? I think they're called. Um, yeah, like it will shut you down so fast and, and like, yeah, it's physical, but if you don't deal, if you don't dig the rot out and get the emotional side of it, you don't heal. Yeah, there's, I mean, the body is brilliant. Thank you, you know, I know, right? She agrees. She the body's brilliant. And I always tell people, like, that's why, this is a terrible analogy, but, like, that's why you, that's why you pass out when you're so drunk, because the body says, like, nope, you're done. Right. You won't cut yourself off? Like, I'm cutting you off. I will cut you off. Yeah. Like, that's literally the body's way of trying to help, you know? And it's crazy because the body is brilliant. Yeah. Like, I have a client... I have a client who called me tonight in a panic attack and she's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, in a really effed up way, your body's trying to re-regulate your system. Like you're healing. So your, your nervous system overall is coming down because you've been amped up for so long that your, your body's like, no, this isn't normal. I'm supposed to be stressed out. So I'm going to induce a panic attack to stress you out. So I was like, I'm so sorry, but this means that you're healing. And she was like, well, I hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah. Like sucks. It's trying to re-regulate. So I love what you're doing. We're, we're at like a hot minute though. Um, so how can people find you? Um, how can they find a chiropractor in general? How can they find you and something that you want to leave people with? Um, so you can find me on social media, obviously, um, Facebook, Instagram, Amy Polgar. I don't know when you do this. You can like tag me I or whatever. Tag you. You'll yeah. Be in the um, 
YouTube always more than happy to answer questions or help guide people depending on I know a lot of docs all over the country if anybody needs a recommendation for where you're at in the world just let me know and I can probably find somebody within reasonable distance to you um and then my practice is called Great Lakes Health and Wellness. We're, we are in Cleveland, Ohio, so look for us. And then um, just in general, if you need a chiropractor for physical pain, emotional pain, more organic stuff going on, um, find the right the right person. Um, obviously, Google's a great place to start. Um, but again, if you need somebody or have something specific, feel free to reach out and I can kind of help you navigate that process a little bit. Um, and then something to leave everyone with. Yeah. Um, any tidbit, if you will, a little tidbit, I guess I just got to go with like chase, chase sunsets, chase your days, chase your days and enjoy them. You know what I mean? Tomorrow's promise to no one. So wake up every morning, proud of the person you are, at least a little bit. You don't have to be proud of yourself every day, but a little bit. It's always a good place to start. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Man, are beautiful. You can hang out. I'm going to end the recording and then um, we'll talk. So, yeah, y'all, Amy Polgar should be tagged in the show notes. If you're on YouTube, I will link. I can link to your website. um, Yeah, that'd be great. All that kind of thing, Instagram handle, all those. So, hit her up. She's dope. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Let me end this thing.